in praying through the gospel over this past week, one really beautiful thread that, that becomes evident when, when you look at what's happening here at the very beginning of the Lord's ministry is that this wonderful, just fundamental truth, which is this, that God has a plan for us and for our world. And that it sounds maybe so generic or so obvious, but there are some beautiful things here that St. Mark includes in this passage that helps us to, to pull out which is what that, what that really means. So that's the starting point is in the midst of all of the different things that happen in our life, all of the ways that we would look at, at our life and the world, and we might be very tempted to say, it just doesn't look like there, there's a hand guiding this. Everything looks to happen either so randomly or things are happening that just don't seem like they could possibly be part of God's plan. That's often our reaction. But here, as we'll, we'll pull out, the Lord really does have a beautiful and a marvelous plan. The way that, that the, the scriptures and the gospels and, and Jesus himself refer to that plan is the announcement, we'll get to this in just a moment, but Jesus declares the kingdom of God is at hand. And that whole idea of the kingdom of God, uh, the, the reign of God, that captures what, what we mean when we say that, that the Lord has a plan for us, that there's something very deliberate that he's unfolding. So a few things that, that we can pull out and that we want to hold on to in our hearts in regard to that, to that plan. The first one is this. Notice that the way that the passage opens up today is this. We're told, after John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. So notice that the, the trigger, the thing that kicks off the public ministry of Jesus here is the arrest of John the Baptist. And this is one really super important fundamental truth about the kingdom of God, is that the Lord is able to make use of things that we would usually think are an obstacle to or get in the way of or, or just completely derail God's plan. This is really important and you know this. This is something that's gonna unfold throughout Mark's gospel, all of the gospels. How is it that the Lord uses, especially at the heart of it, his own passion and death to not just move forward but, but completely to accomplish his plan for us. And this is really important for us in faith to hold on to and to really believe it. Lord, you are able to use things that we would have thought get in the way of or, or completely just mess up the unfolding of your plan. But because he's God, he's not bound by that. He can make use of things. So here, John is arrested, thrown in prison by Herod, and you remember, He's not gonna leave that prison alive. He will be beheaded, he'll be put to death, and yet the Lord is able to make use of this. John is the great precursor of the Lord. 
So he goes ahead of Jesus both in his life and in his death. And so John's own passion that he will endure here is a a, a prefiguring of and a sharing in what the Lord himself will do, the offering of his life. But this is so important for us to really hold on to and believe. Lord, you very often will use the things that we think in no way could, could be used by you. You find a way to use them to move your plan forward. And there are some of you, I'm sure, just given the number of you that are here this morning, there are some of you that are going through things in your life right now where you are wondering, Lord, where are you in this? It could be illness. It could be some struggles just at home and family relationships. It could be just where you are with with work and, and a career and you had hopes and dreams and they haven't come to pass and you're wondering, Lord, where are you in all of this? Or even, especially, just in those more interior struggles that we have trying to follow the Lord. He is at work in that. And he is able to make use of of all of these things, especially struggles, sufferings, and trials. So this is one huge fundamental thing that we need to hold on to. Now, it begins with that, that declaration. After John had been arrested, then Jesus comes to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God, the good news of God. And here's the good news. This is the time of fulfillment The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So the Lord is declaring this amazing and awesome plan that God has. This is now the time at which it's being fulfilled. And so here's the second thing about about this plan that God has is that it is far better and greater than anything that we could ever come up with. You know that so many of the Jews at this time, they thought that the greatest work that God could do would be to come in and to drive out the Romans, to restore a Jewish king, and to give their nation that total freedom and, and from earthly powers that, that they thought, like, this is, this is the greatest thing that the Lord could do. But you know Everyone's gonna be puzzled because he doesn't come, Jesus doesn't come as a Messiah who's gonna just immediately overthrow the Romans. It's as though he's saying to you, you think that the best thing I could do for you is give you freedom from a foreign army. I've come to bring you freedom from sin and death. And that is the deepest work, the greatest work that he could do. The kingdom of God is so much greater and more marvelous than anything that we could ever come up with. And that's something, again, in faith we wanna hold on to. So often, we limit the Lord, and we think, wow, the greatest thing you could do for me, Lord, is this, and he's like, I have so much more in store and in mind for you. So that is a second truth. Here's a third one. The kingdom of God is something that is offered for all people. Remember the announcement of the angel at the birth of the Lord. Behold, I I, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all peoples, all peoples. So there's something universal in this work 
that the Lord is doing. It is for all peoples. And that's important for us to know and again to hold on to in faith. Sometimes we might be tempted in the midst of the struggles of our life or just because of our battles with sin, we might think there's no way that, that this is for me. The Lord might want it for other people, but, but maybe not for me. Maybe I, I, I think for whatever reason that, that it doesn't include me. But the, the, the gift that he's offering to us is universal, but at the same time, and here's the next point is, it's very particular. The Lord goes from announcing very broadly that declaration, the kingdom of God is at hand, then it gets very personal. He passes by the Sea of Galilee, he sees Simon and Andrew, and says to them, come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. The kingdom of God is for all people, but it gets very particular as the Lord makes the declaration and the invitation to us. This is for you, you, come, follow me. You, come, and follow me. So universal, but, it, but very, very particular, all the way down to my life, your life, where we are right now. And th- so here, I think the Lord is inviting us to, to make sure that we're looking at our life to, pay, to be paying attention to the very particular concrete ways that he's calling us to share in that kingdom. And connected with that, and this is the, the, is the last point, is that in order to be able to welcome and receive and allow into my life what the Lord is doing, that this beautiful unfolding of his plan, I have got to let go of other stuff that I've been holding on to. God's kingdom, the the work that he wants and needs to do in my life, it is so great and it is so marvelous that it will not sit alongside all of my own plans. I cannot say to him, that looks good and I'm just gonna find a place to put that one thing on the whole bookshelf of my life. And the Lord is like, no, I I want the whole bookshelf. Like, I'm not asking you to find a little free spot where you didn't have much going on in your life and to let me into that. What I'm doing, what I need to do in your life is so great and so central that I'm not gonna compete with other things. So the Lord says in that initial proclamation, he says, repent and believe in the gospel. And you remember that word repent, it it literally means in the Greek, you need to have an utter, complete, total change in your way of thinking. And that, that does end up having to become where there's sin involved, a letting go of sin. We think of repentance primarily that way. But in the big picture, it is a total radical change in the way that we're thinking that then leads to a totally different way of living. That's what the Lord is calling us to. But in order to welcome what God is doing, sometimes it might be that there's just very good stuff in my life that the Lord says, Eric, there's nothing sinful in that, but that needs to get pushed back to make more room for me. There's nothing sinful in being a fisherman, right? At all. It it was a good livelihood, but for 
Simon and Andrew and James and John, the Lord said, what I want and need to do in your life does not include you remaining as a fisherman in terms of your business and your career. Let that go. So all of these things that that are here form again that, that whole beautiful truth. The Lord has a plan and that plan is unfolding. And in Jesus 2,000 years ago, he could declare, this is now the time of fulfillment. But for us, we, we need to hear that and believe that it's true. Lord, you really do have a plan. My life is not randomly unfolding. I'm not the victim of just circumstances. You're doing things. And second, very often what you're doing makes use of stuff that I would have thought would completely get in your way. The, the struggles, the trials, even the work of evil in our world. And the Lord says, not even that is able to derail my plan. And that call, the third point is, the Lord says, my plan is for everyone. All of you fit into it. But then it's also very particular. He's calling you, each of you, individually. And then the final point is, Lord, as you call me, I've gotta make room for that in my life. What does that look like for you right now? None of this ever happens only once and then it's done. It's a constant work of the Lord in our life. And I, I've shared with you my, my great conversion, the, the, the Lord bringing me to himself that started in the summer of 1991 now. That work is still continuing and I still have to keep saying yes to it. So even now, he's got stuff in mind for me that I've got to let go of as I make a greater and more complete response to him. What, what does that look like in your life right now? Let, let's take that uh, to him in our prayer here at Mass and throughout this new week that we might know the joy of hearing the Lord say to us, my plan, this is the time of fulfillment for it. You come and follow me and that we might not be afraid to let go of whatever it is that we need to let go of in order to welcome and to take possession of that great work that God is doing, wants to do in our life.